0: Hello everyone, welcome to another episode with Black Fire Phoenix. Now this episode, I was gonna, I'm going to go over just a little bit of understanding when it comes to astrology and understanding your natal chart. I'm gonna try and keep it brief, simple, and just, just like a familiarization of it and what I learned doing my own natal chart, as well as my sister's natal chart and researching on it. So, one thing I did learn about the, when it came to dealing with the natal chart or even dealing with your zodiac is that there's more to you than just the sign you're born under. It's like the sign that you're born under it doesn't it make up the full aspect of who you are as well as your it comes to your personality your emotions, your habits and your qualities. There are other um things that go into counter and now when I look at and think about a natal chart. It reminds me of those that played, like, anyone that has ever played, like, Dungeons & Dragons World of Warcraft, or The um, Warcraft or any, like, similar um, role-playing games to where you had to create your character. You had to create their look. You had to create their characteristics, their attitude, um, what they was able to do, what they was not able to do. And that's how I look at it when it comes to the astrology natal chart. It's that, excuse me, it's a makeup of who you are, but it's so many different aspects and areas. To it like yes you could say um for example you're born under the Virgo, the Virgo season or Virgo sign yeah you're born under Virgo but it also goes to take account okay what day in the Virgo season were you born under is you a cusp between one of the other signs between the Leo or the Libra um was it at night or was it at day um like what where your the moon sign which deals with your emotions and your habits or your ascendant sign which deals more with your personality those also go into place when it comes to knowing who you are so yeah so because the sun sign it deals with the ego and that was the information that i have gotten that deals with the ego so that's like when everybody's on their ego trip or the part that tries to fight for survival in in that protective mode and going through that now for me my sun sign and i think it'd be best if i just go through my chart so they can get that understanding i mean it's my information and i Not worried about anybody getting it because it's not like they're going to be able to do anything with it unless they fully know the details of it. So, for me, my sun sign is Aquarius. I was born under Aquarius, January 28th. That's all I'm going to give you. Now, when I look at my... Now, for my natal chart, even though I'm born under the Aquarius sign, my ascending sign is Leo. So, my personality is that of a Leo. So, for those that are born under Leo... It will be, you would think there would be a good um, good compatibility, good um far as rapport and relationships um, in a friend or business aspect or even just in life. Because of my ascended sign being in Leo, that's most of my personality, being in charge, being lead, taking control, being in control, always in control, serious, ah, ah. Like how they picture most Leos, but that ain't the case. There's some laid back Leos, there's some chill Leos. Hey, it is what it is. And then my moon sign is in Capricorn. So, the moon was under the Capricorn constellation when I was born. So, it all goes into the time of birth. So, your time of birth is very critical to understanding that. So, for me, understanding, knowing that and learning that, okay, yes, I'm an Aquarius. And yes, my ascendant sign is in Leo. And my moon sign is Capricorn. So... Understanding what the qualities are for Capricorn, as well as the qualities are for Leo, it helps me to more understand as to who I am and like and what I how I go about life. Okay, so going over when it comes to the planetaries. See now, each I'm not trying to jump around a lot to confuse a lot of people, but I'm just really going off. Or, or, um, I have my notes, but I'm also just going with what flows, so to speak. So, understanding that, okay, so for this, um, when it comes into the sun and the moon and the rising sign, they each have their own qualities. They each have their own attributes. They each have something that contributes. So, like, okay, the ascended sign is your individual self. Um, outward manifestation of your personality. So, that's how you act towards the world. So, with my ascended sign being Leo, that's how I'm presenting myself when it comes to being around People is acting a Leo, not so much acting as an Aquarius. Aquarius is more of my internal motives. So being how most people say Aquarius is always attached, They're so unemotional. They don't express anything. We do express things. Well, far as me, I do express it, but I express it with people I really trust because it's a lot. It's it's not something that just anybody could be able to pick up and try to hold and say, yeah, we got this, we got you, cry on my shoulder, ooh, come into me. Now, of convinced is come to you that you're going to need a guide through, um, therapist after the fact, because you're going to be like, what the heck did I just sit there and listen to? And now they also have, like, the signs, and this also goes into, aspects when it comes to close relationships, um, businesses, um, qualities you look for in a partner and react to and interact with other people, these are, um, and now when it comes to the ascended sign and the ascendant sign and descended sign, these are angles in your natal chart. These are the angles on where certain signs have placed that in your natal chart and how they fall. So we're going to go into angles as well. Because it it's like you have a lot of things. You have your aspects, you have your um, conjunctions, your sextiles, triangles, squares, oppositions. You have your mid heaven, um, and your icy or enum coli. That's how I pronounce it, uh, whatever. And you have the houses. And that was something that I definitely wanted to get more into is understanding the houses. Because I heard people talk a lot about the houses. I'm like, well, what does the houses do? What the houses play? So, again, when it came to understanding my natal chart, I understood how these houses played a role in my life. So, for me, the most dominant sign that I have in my chart is Sagittarius. And the reason why I say it's Sagittarius is because I have definitely over, I would say about three planets that deal with Sagittarius, that was in the Sagittarius constellation at the time of my birth. But on top of that, my most dominant house is my fifth house, and that is the Child and Creative house. That house is ruled by... Leo, and is ruled by the sun. And it's like, wow, I really? Yeah. So it's ruled by Leo, and it's ruled by the sun, and crazy enough, the sun, the sun was under Leo. No, the sun was under Aquarius, I'm sorry. The sun was under Aquarius at the time of my birth. But the sun is naturally ruled by Leo, and it's also ruled in the fifth house. So knowing that, and knowing that my sun sign has me as an Aquarius, so now I'm looking at okay the policies of Aquarius being pulled with the rulership of Leo over the sun, which is also rules the fifth house. But I also have three planets that are aligned in the fifth house as well as as well as Sagittarius. So it's it's like it definitely it will make it seem like a puzzle, and that's how I looked at it. When it came to understanding my negative chart, I looked at it like it was a puzzle and I needed to put the pieces together and I needed to figure out, okay, so what goes here and what goes there and what plays into this part and what plays into that part. Now, most people are wondering, okay, so we talked about astrology. Let's get into the main thing that everybody wants to talk about. Retrogrades. What is this retrograde? What does this retrograde do? What does it mean? Is the world going to end? Is it not going to end? Do I need to travel? Should I not travel? Should I sign this contract? Should I not sign this contract? Should I get into the argument? Should I not get into the argument? What the retrograde <laughs> means is that the energy just shifts on the planet. And that's how I take when it comes to, to understanding I to you that everything has a vibration. Everything has a frequency. So when it comes to getting a frequency from these planets or if you want to call them realms, planets, planes, fields, um, triangular aspects in the world, in the sky, or stars. I mean, whatever you want to call them. It's up to you. It's your love. It's your world. It's your reality. You believe what you really believe. That's your, that's your stuff. I, I, I believe what I believe, and it is what it is. So when it comes to understanding the retrogrades and the direct motion, I'm going to just read a little bit. I'll, I'll try to paraphrase it a little bit on what I got from the book I was reading when it came to astrology to understand it more. And it's like, okay, so basically when a planet travels forward and for motion it's in direct motion. And it appears to stop, which is called the stationary to a point of station. Like, it stops. Like, you, it doesn't rotate. But, I mean, when most people look at these planets through telescopes, they just look like little disks. that are just spinning. So, it's, like, kind of hard on this, like, really, like, visualize. I mean, you could visualize it like a little ball just spinning and then it's slowing down. And at times, it gets me, like, how the fuck does a planet slow the fuck down? Like, the bitches slow down. The bitches go in reverse. Or is it we are going to reverse and to us, look like they're going to reverse because we're going to reverse. I don't know. It's a lot of the questions with that. But we're going to rock with it anyway. So. Oh, yeah. So it's a point Then it resumes motion, moving backwards to retrace its steps. When the retrograde period is completed, the plating again stops stations, and then resumes for motion. So it's almost like you got to take two steps back to get four steps forward type of thing. But it still got me a little like, oh wait a minute. Actually moving in reverse, but we're gonna keep it moving. We're gonna save those questions for another day when we can actually. Go through it because that's a lot to this a lot to unpack when it comes to astrology, and you could get lost in it dealing with the elements and uh, like the masculine and feminine of signs and the houses, the um, the fire, earth, air, and water of signs, the um, cardinal fixed and um, yes, yeah, the cardinal fixed and mutable signs. And that and you and know that whole aspect do you got the degrees dug with the size so if it's at 13 degrees or 15 degrees or 20 degrees or 30 degrees that also plays a part into it 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 does it, it's like a rabbit hole and once you go down that rabbit hole you gonna be beyond never never land you're gonna be on beyond Wonderland never Never Land. you just gonna be on the endless rainbow of the black hole like whoa but anyway so now, now understanding. Now let's go back to what I was talking about with understanding just the sun sign and how it's like. Well, you just starting with one sign, and I always go with the sun. I'm always going to start with. Well, for this conversation, I'm going to start with the sun sign because that's the sign that everybody brags, boosts, promotes. People going like, Oh, I'm a quirk. Oh, I'm a Sagittarius. Oh, I'm a Capricorn. Okay, that's nice. That's just the sign you're born under. I mean, looking at things, I was like, That's just the sign you're born under. It's necessarily not necessarily the sign that. Defines who you are. Like there's so many different aspects and many different levels to you. So there's going to be many different levels to your natal chart and to your astrology more than just oh, I'm a Leo and that's it. Like if you look and read through each sign and their qualities and their habits and their, I and it's like in their um, makeup, you will, you will understand that there's part of it in you. And when you start to understand. Each of these zodiac signs, which makes up 12, and then how most of those that are in the occult and that are in the spiritual path that understand the Christ energy, not meaning the the, 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 the Christians who, who blah blah blah, not meaning that, just meaning Christ energy, Christ consciousness, and that is the 13th sign, and that is where you have discipline over all 12 zodiacs. So now that's a different topic to going over that. But first, let's continue on understanding the needle chart. Follow along with me. If you feel like I'm jumping all over the place, yeah, it's just how I talk. So we have the sun sign. Now the sun sign is nat- is um, not naturally wow, naturally. <laughs> the sun, sign is- the sun sign is ruled by Leo. I mean, yeah, Leo. So knowing that the sun sign is ruled by Leo, but also the sun sign deals with the fifth house. Okay, so now when it comes to understanding, let's see right here. So now Leo goes right after the summer solstice, so it's right after the summer solstice. So it's around, I say the twenty, maybe the twenty-first of July to about the twentieth of August. That's that's Leo season. Right? And it's usually around like the hottest period of summer, like when the sun just said, forget you. I just want you to cook, just burn everything. That's usually around the hottest time of the year. It's around Leo time. And Leo is a feminine sign. Now, it doesn't mean it's all girly girl, and they're doing snails and they're going out there to the mall, and they're going shopping, and all that stuff. It just means that the Leo sign is uh, is, is followed by the energy of creation, nurturing, um, connections, and building, which really kind of contradicts, well, how most people of Leo signs where they're dominant. I mean, mama always dominant, so why not? And the sign dominant. like come on now, and it's also a fire sign. So, when you think about fire signs, you think about action, moving, going, go getters. So, people, most people that do meet a live, they oh, it's always a go getter, a person that's going out to get something, they're coming, they're glows, they they they're crushing whatever they wanted to do, they're gonna do it, or whatever they're thinking about doing, they're gonna go take it. Um, they want that guy, they're gonna, she, if she wants that guy, she's gonna do what she gotta do on herself. To attract that guy to her and have it go smoothly. Or if it's a guy, he going to go and mac his game to her. If she, if she an alpha woman, he ain't got no game to mac. He just going to have to show what he could bring to the table. Because that's how you deal with alpha women. You got to show what you bring to the table. More than just the usual. Well, I got a job. I got a car. Like, okay, so everybody else got a job a car. Anyway, stay focused. Astrology. Middle chart. Sometimes I get attracted. But anyway. So now... Also going into the fifth house with the sun sign and Leo, the fifth house deals with like I said before, child and creation. So it's having that creative personality, um, creative ideas, business ideas, um, job like um ideas for the job if you're in the workforce, and you're always coming up with ideas and you're always thinking of ways that not only improve the work environment but it also is like effective to where it doesn't affect the cost of work it doesn't affect the the flow of business and and that's like that's just that 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 fifth house coming into play um those that have a lot of kids or that love working with kids or that enjoy being with children that's the fifth house coming into play that is that fifth house energy coming to you naturally and it just depends on what where the fifth house was placed at when you were born and how you use that energy. To help you in life. And I'm like. You not only have to look at the zodiac signs. And look at everything that's going on. As to the future. You go always take it and look back. Because understand with this natal chart. This is the blueprint of how. Everything was set up. Boom. You were born. So, now going forward from your birth, you track. okay, so when I was five, this happened around this day. So, what did this play a part in with this energy and that energy? Oh, when I was seven, this happened. Oh, when I was 12, this happened. Oh, when I was 18, this happened. Oh, when I was 19, that happened. And it's like, you you break it down and then you do more research on the constellations. Okay, so where the sun was at at this time? Where was the moon at at this time? Where was, the, where was Venus at in this time? And... and And understanding that, okay, so it was at 7 degrees, uh, 7 degrees, 44 minutes. Okay, we're going to go into degrees and minutes in another post. Understanding how to break down things in the chart. And you can see how this energy flows around you, through you, and to you. Because that's all that is. It's just energy flowing around and through, through you and to you. And while you're thinking, okay, all of these planets and energies is all outside of you, all that shit is still inside of you as well. It's inside of you as well. It's in your spirit. It's in with your soul. So understanding that these energies are also flowing in you. So understanding how to harmonize them, how to balance them, how not to have your third house clashing with your 10th house and understanding how your 12th house really could play a part in your Second house, and knowing how to go forward, knowing how to when is the best time for you to make a move, a money move, and when is the best time for you to go talk to that crush or go hit up off that um that that hookup. Like hey, hey friend, hey big head, what's going on? You know what time it is. See, so you'll know more how to float with your own energy as well as your own um yeah, with your own energy, your own spirit. Which would definitely help you with connecting with other people. So it's not to so where, like, oh, well, I, I, I'm a Leo and I can't get along with Scorpios. Why can't you? What uh, what Scorpios can't you get along with? You I mean, you can't get along with the Sun Sign Scorpios, the Moon Sign Scorpios, or the Ascending Scorpios, the Mercury Scorpios, the, uh, the Venus Scorpios. Which Scorpios can you not get along with? It's more to the game field than just the Sun sign. It's like when you're playing football. You're not just looking at just the quarterback. You got the running back. You got the other people on the team. Then you got the defense line. You got other components playing. Even in basketball. You got your defense. You got the shooter. You got the other people that pass the ball around. And yeah. I don't know much about sports. So I'm just going to go with as much as I know. For analogy wise. You got things that play a part into it. Right? You got other aspects. Other players. Okay. Like when you're playing chess. Yeah, you got the queen, and everybody want to focus on the queen. Like, you get the queen out, and the game is done. Wrong. Or the king is, like, the most important piece, because why? The nigga can only move one space at a time. He like a pawn with a title. That's all it is. But when you look at your natal chart, your sun sign is not just the only thing that's important. It's all the signs that's in your chart that played a part in your way of life. And understanding, and when you start to trace back your life, like when you start to go back into your life and you're just going back by year, by year, by year, okay? And then you're just starting a birthday, each birthday, each age that year, what did you experience? And what part it played in which house, and which planet, which energy was at the most and which one was at the least? And, and that's how you would be able to maneuver going forward because you know, okay, I know for me, when it comes to the whole Mercury retrograde, my behind got to stay still. In the house. Because why? I have more impulse. as impulse control. And more impulse energy. To do some things that I necessarily will think twice about. But because. Not because oh it's retrograde I'm going to let it go. Like no. Because I know how my energy is being received. And how my energy shifts during a retrograde. I'm aware of it. So now I know how to maneuver through it. To where it doesn't have the same outcome every time. Mm-hmm. Now, for me traveling is fine. I could travel, no problem. If I had to sign a contract for a job or business deal, I nothing with it. It's business. Secure the bag. Secure one. Uh, priority number one is always secure the bag. God's what anybody says. Priority one is always secure the bag. Without anything else, you got to secure the bag. Everything will fall apart. Okay, so going back on to understanding it, the sun sign. And now we've just talked about the sun sign so much. I mean, really, I did. I talked a lot about it. So now for those that are the lucky for the lucky many that were either born on leap year or born in between the cusp. Now, when it comes with a cusp, the cusp is basically just saying you were born in a space to where you're having both season, both energies from both zodiac seasons as well as from both house energies. So the houses could be shifted into a zodiac sign. Until a constellation to where it's getting both. So you could be, your fifth house could be getting energy from both the Scorpio as well as from Capricorn. And that's what that means. It's just Capricorn and and Scorpio are sharing and are married married in the fifth house. Well, as well as Scorpio could also be in the, the fourth house, but also a cusp for the fifth house it can happen you have some people that are accustomed when it comes to being a Taurus and a Gemini and they are cuss to they have influences from Taurus and they have influences from Gemini but I understand like I like like we established in the beginning of the of the, of the episode the sun sign does not make you you completely it is just a small drop in the pool of you there are other things that go into part of it now here, because I got my notes, and it goes into a lot of things, and it goes very detailed with it, so okay yeah, see, and I'm, I just reached to a page where I was talking about the elements so it's like, like I said, with the fire signs leaders, risk takers do it, attitudes, definitely impatient, uh, egotistical, self-centered and eccentric adventurous, um, and I'm like, okay, well that's my son. My rising sign is a Leo, which is a fire sign, which is also a feminine energy sign. Like, hey, hey there, go with the rivers. Okay, that was me. I messed up. I was supposed to be trying to say no, don't go chasing waterfalls, but I jumped in at the wrong cue. Anywho, anywho, so knowing that my ascendant sign is like, what? A personality. My personality is always eccentric. My personality is always a risk taking, because I do take some risk, and it can't do an attitude. Because most people that know me know I always have a can't do attitude. Hey, there is a way to figure it out. Let's get it done. Let's go for it, even if I don't like it. Let's get the shit out the way. That's how I say it. Just get it out the way. And now, also. Yeah. Oh, polar opposites. Now, this is something that many people want to go over. Even though we're supposed to be going over just understanding the natal chart, you also need to understand astrology to help navigate through the natal chart. So, it plays a part to understanding. So, yes, when it goes into the masculine and feminine signs, it's just saying the more introverted, more extroverted, the energy is to the signs where it's like, okay, it's either going to affect you internally or it's going to affect you externally, where so it's going to be the outside environment, how you see it, how you perceive it, how you react to it, how you move about it, and then the internal is like, how you feel about it, how do you perceive it, how do you take it in, and how do you analyze and digest what's going on, yeah, yeah, and then you also have the polarities, which is like the opposite of signs, which, I mean, it's always the opposite of everything, I mean, day, night, good, evil, um, Sex, abstinence, so it's always oh, celibacy. So, it's always a opposites, but it's just on the <coughs> opposites. So, Aries is opposite to Libra, Taurus is opposite to Scorpio, Gemini's opposite to Sagittarius, Cancer's opposite to Capricorn, Leo's opposite to Aquarius. Bing, bing, bing. Oh, ain't that something? <coughs> ain't sun sign that I was born under that the sun was at when I was born was Aquarius, but my horizon sign is Leo, which is my personality, but then mind you, the sun is ruled by Leo, right? And Leo is the opposite of Aquarius, right? So you see how that go, you see how that is, you see how much you just, we just broke down and got into just that quick, like, yo, yeah, what up? So we're gonna end it with this, cause I mean I've been talking for a minute, and yeah. So I mean, just understanding that knowing, understanding and knowing that there's more to you than just your sun sign. There's more to you than just that, and there are definitely plenty of websites that you can go to to get information. On knowing your natal chart, there are definite people out there that can help you understand it. Just like myself, can help you understand what it all means. Because yeah, you could get the um get the report and they give you the printout of what was everything placed at, but it still leaves you a little confused. And it's like, okay, I'm understanding what they're saying with this, and I'm kind of understanding that, but it's just not making sense. Like, what does the nine degrees thirty five minute means? What does the the um uh the chiron depending on which site you go to they have chiron as well into your chart or the black moon lilith or, or what is the house that's playing into this and, and like and if I want to tap into this energy and really use it to make things happen like I mean for those that keep saying they want to get money, money, money and do money, money, money. Well you gotta know that money deals with your second house. And the second house is is ruled by Taurus. And it is the planetary Alignment for, if I'm not mistaken, it is Venus. Yes, Venus is in the second house. Yep. So, you got to look at, okay, so knowing that, okay, so money is the second house. Natural sign is Taurus. And then it's also planetary ruler is Venus. So, now knowing, okay, so where is Venus at in your chart? So Venus in your chart is in is dealing with um let's say Venus for you could be Virgo. So at the time of your birth, Venus is in Virgo. So you gonna have to do research on not understanding Venus with Virgo. And I mean we could look that up real quick. You know I said this was going to be the end. We'll look that up real quick. And yes, I am turning pages to a book. Yes! I do use books. It's just me. Okay, so Venus, okay, and I have my notes here too. Ah, Venus deals with love, money, powers of attraction. So now you say Venus is in the... Okay, that's what I wrote about it. And of course, the second house. Personal finances and possessions. But now we want to look at Venus in Virgo. Okay, here we are. Now, this is what the book says on it, but we're going to break this down and really take what we need to take from it. So, I'll read the first sentence. Use the critical in there. Okay, so you're so Venus and Virgo, you're choosy and idealistic in love in romance, and romance and expect a partner to live up to your high ideals and expectations. Okay, now, but you can overdo it and become an enabler in the process. Mm-hmm. Okay, so emotionally you think you... You think how you feel and feel how you think you... To be impractical. Occasionally was will splurge at, on loved ones. Your earnings potential is above average. See, here's... When it comes to that money, that money that... House number two. And your Venus is the ruler of the second house. And you look at that money and your Venus was another Virgo constellation. Even though... It's ruled by Taurus. So your earning potential is above average, although credit encourages impulsive buys. So that's when you just gotta take a look at how you're doing your spending. Is it emotional? Is it um reaction? Is it like how uh, how the book said impulsive? Or is it practical? Is it strategized? Is it calculated? You it's like that's when you really gotta look at okay, so how how am I with money to know? How do I tap into this energy of the second house to shift the way I handle money and the way money comes to me? Because why? It comes to you in all goddamn directions. Money is a tool, not a possession. So you use that tool to get what you needed to get and you move on. No need to strut about it. No need to strut about it. So now you want to go further with it. Being that Venus is ruled with Taurus. You want to look up what Taurus has to say when it comes to itself. So, it's like, so, what do you do? You look up Mm -hmm, Taurus. Mm-hmm. 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 Now, I understand, if you, I mean, you could look up your, you could get an astrology book, and just, and if you want to use it to learn more about you, doesn't always mean that you gotta, like, when you get it, you, oh, you need to go run out and help people, and, and, and read everybody's chart, and... Do everybody's zodiac sign and, and, and just pour it all over them. And it's like, uh, no, 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 no. no. Okay, so here it is. Taurus, when it comes to money, because why are we looking at the second house? I focus this on the second house. So everything we're researching and looking into dealing with the second house is only focusing on the money. Because why? That's what the second house deals with. So, okay. I'm going to just read what the book has said and I'm going to give my interpretation. Because that's all I can do is give my interpretation of it. Okay, so with money in Taurus, you're naturally in tune with money matters. Common sense and powerful drive for material and emotional security govern everything from your financial decisions to investments to your work life and even purchases. Thrifty to the max, you have a sixth sense for finding bargains, value in a determining factor, and even with millions in the bank, you won't buy unless the price is right. You also buy only the best and will rather own one expensive item. Purchase on sale. There's several of lesser quality. So I mean we just going to stop right there. Because that goes into what I was just saying. Is going into being practical. Being strategic. Being calculated. When it comes to your money. And shifting it. So see how this is the energy of Taurus. When it comes to money. Because mind you Taurus is with Venus right. So Taurus is naturally with Venus. So now let's say if your Venus. Was under the Taurus constellation. And your natal chart when you were born, and you're trying to tap into that money, 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 then you know. Okay, so you need to say, okay, so I just need to tap into Taurus energy. Not only just as the ruler but also as your NATO sign and, and your natal chart, and as well as the Venus planetary sign, the number two. So when you looking at things, I mean, you looking at getting two dollar scratch offs or playing um. The pick three at two PM. Um getting the second scratch off on a I would say hmm the play that number up with Taurus I would say two. Yeah, because Taurus is the second time right at the Aries. Yep, Taurus is right at the Aries. And Taurus is an earth sign, too. So, that's grounded. And, I mean, it's an earth element. So, it's like grounded. And dealing on solid foundation. Which actually makes sense when it comes to Taurus and money being calculated, being mindful, being aware. And it's like, I mean, who want, am I going to get an expensive item on a discount? Uh-huh. That's a bonus. Right? And secure the bag. Party one. Secure the bag. So, that's just like how to break down one aspect of yourself. And understand there are 12 houses, just like there's 12 zodiacs. Depending on which um, method you use as far as the planetaries, because you got some that only use seven planets, others that include Pluto as well. Then you yeah. have some sites that add in other areas, other angles, and moons and stars. Into your title chart as well. So it's just finding the right one that you like and that fits you. And then just taking the time to understand what it all means. More than just, oh, I'm not all the way Aries because I got some Capricorn in me, but I don't like Capricorns because we can't get along. Well, where does Capricorn place in your little chart? See, Capricorn would be placed in your moon sign which deals with communication which deals with emotions and maybe the emotional compatibility between you and another capricorn is not there because maybe they have a leo in their moon sign that don't deal with the emotion like that like back up back up give me my six feet back up so it all goes into understanding the full components like a dungeon and dragons game may the odds for ever be in your favor this is black fire phoenix thank you for tuning in